2: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Larry Blustein, Danny Garcia, taking you up until 8 o'clock this evening. Glad you could be with us at the start of the week. Uh, One of the programs that uh, has an opportunity to really grow, and we we said this for a while, UCF Knights um, lost their first Big 12 game. Uh, no shame. I mean, it was at Kansas State, a really good football team, and they were in it pretty much for the first half, but second half uh, outscored 23-14, and uh, they are 3-1. and one. With Baylor coming up this week, somebody was at that game, and somebody is covering UCF every single day checking out the nights is Matt Merchelle of the Orlando Sentinel. He's kind enough to join us. Matt, thanks so much uh, for joining us on this Monday night. Uh, a trip to uh, beautiful Bill Snyder Family Stadium. A uh, uh, pretty good atmosphere and uh, UCF uh, suffers its first Big 12 loss and certainly exciting for this program moving forward.
1: Yeah, very much so. You know, this was a big weekend for, for UCF. Even, even though it didn't turn out the way that they wanted to on the scoreboard, you know, just the idea that after uh, uh, about a decade or so of, of believing they deserve a chance to be in a Power Five conference, to be able to finally get there, to play it, at, at, a, at, a, at a place like, like you mentioned, Bill Snyder Family Stadium, and the atmosphere was electric. You know, 51,000 uh, people in the stadium, sellout crowd. Uh, and I think UCF really kind of understood exactly what where they need to be. This is a good measuring stick for them. They understand that, you know, uh, Kansas State, was defending Big 12 champion from last year. Uh, they know what they have to do now, and they were in that game pretty much all the way to the end of the third quarter. Uh, it was tied, in fact, until you know uh, the Wildcats score with about a minute and a half left in the third, and then really kind of turned it on in the fourth quarter. Uh, but they they feel like you know this they were very close in that game, and if it weren't for some self inflicted penalties and, and some miscues that they might have had a chance to actually win that game. So they're going to move forward and, and try to figure out a way to continue to to, to, to have that success and. They get their Big 12 opener
0: against Baylor on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, you take a look, too, at this program. And, and they've played some Power 5 teams over the years, but they played two or three. It, it, but now they're pretty much playing the entire schedule the rest of the way of big-time teams. I mean, programs that have been there, done that, and, and programs that, you know, it's funny, when I was growing up, Kansas, Kansas State, were usually on the bottom ten. Now, not so much. I mean, uh, but UCF gets home game, as you said, against Baylor. Uh, later on, they get a chance to play West Virginia at home, and then Oklahoma State. And road games, I mean, you know, you, if you're going to play in the Big 12, you, and especially in Oklahoma's last year, you might as well take a trip to Norman, and they certainly have an opportunity to do that as well as kansas i mean the schedule obviously is playing in their favor with the with the home games, solid home games giving as you said uh an opportunity for the fan base to to see what the Big 12 is all about on a consistent basis talk about that because you know the fans obviously as you said have been waiting a long time and and you get a you get a um a hub like orlando media wise it's it's w- way big you know I mean and it it is about time that uh, this school, which really has busted tail over the last decade to get noticed, is finally getting some recognition, yeah,
1: you know and I, I think that's that's the important thing you know and, and you mentioned it you know I mean you UCF, you know going on the road their schedule has they get an opportunity to play at some venues that have never played before and and Fans have enjoyed it so far. I mean, in, in Manhattan, when I was there, you know, I went around the downtown area and, you know, lots of UCF fans, you know, showed out and uh, talked about how excited they were. You know, it was a unique experience. Normally in the American over the last decade, you know, they've been to big cities like Cincinnati, uh, you know, uh, Philadelphia, you know, Memphis, things like that. Now you're going to really kind of college towns. You know, they'll be going to, to Lawrence, Kansas, you know, next week. They're going to go to Norman for the Oklahoma game. Uh, you know, they'll be on the road again. To, to face uh, Texas Tech you know at the, at the end of their, their road schedule uh, so there's there's it's interesting how fans are embracing that wanting to get an opportunity to see what that's like and, and see kind of where this this program can go from there they've been excited about it they're looking forward to playing these these teams that they haven't played on a regular basis and feel like they can create a good opportunity there and then on, on the flip side of that you know there are a lot of fans for these these big 12 programs that're eager to get down to Orlando you know this is an opportunity for them to maybe spend an extra day or so down in central florida and, and take advantage of the weather and take advantage of you know the attractions you know the universal and disney and all those kind of things especially you're talking about in november when some of these places they may be uh you know maybe looking at cold weather and, and, and winter conditions they're going to come down and enjoy the beaches and, and, and the sun that we have here
0: yeah no doubt matt michelle joins us in orlando sentinel the one thing too is This is a program now that is, unlike a couple in in the past, they're doing well recruiting, especially in Central Florida. One of the products is uh, the quarterback, Timmy McLean, who went to USF out of Sanford Seminole, came back, and he's their starter right now. I mean, guys like him and some of the other players who, like the kid Walker from Kissimmee Osceola, uh, players like that who decide, you know what, they're power five, close to home, uh, you know, let's give it a go. And, and Timmy's, you know, a guy that's learning on the fly. You know, he probably didn't expect, you know, to be the guy this year. And uh, John Reese Plummy obviously uh, got hurt. Um, talk about that. You know, getting an opportunity because now, if Gus Malzon goes into your living room and says, "Hey, listen, you got a chance to play Power Five football next year if you come here," he's not lying. He's got, you know, he, and it's backed up with what Timmy McLean's doing and a few other uh, players.
1: Oh, yeah for sure and that's that was always guts uh, you know kind of message when he got to UCF was listen you know I, you know we're gonna recruit the state of Florida like our hairs on fire you know because they felt like there's an opportunity to get some players and they really wanted to focus on the Orlando's Detroit the area they wanted to kind of put a, a dome over it and, and really keep these kids that had gone off to other places whether it was here in the state of Florida or outside to other places like Ohio State and Michigan the Alabama they wanted to keep those kids here in in, in the area and have them go to the go to UCF, and he's really kind of been able to do that, you know, with it to his words, because the fact is, you know, now you've got the Big 12 backing, the branding on that. You can go into a kid's home and say, listen, you're going to play for us. You're going to be playing, you know, in national televised games every week uh, uh, against the uh, you know, Power 5 opponents every week, you know, with, with you know, you mentioned Oklahoma, not, not so much after next year, but, you know, Kansas State, Kansas, places that, you know, guys, uh, teams that may have numbers in front of their names, you know, during the year, you know, when it comes to being ranked. So, you know, that's really kind of been a draw for a lot of, of the players to want to stay, you know, closer to home at UCF. I also think, you know, just not just the high school recruiting, I also think through the transfer portal. You know, that's always been a, a big point for, for Gus is the fact that, listen, we may not get you in the front end, you know, when it comes to, to, to signing you as a high school recruit, but maybe on the back end, you know, you may decide to transfer it. Why not come closer to home and be here at UCF and play in a Power 5 league? So they've been able to get some, some players like that as well. And I think all in all, that's really paid off for them. And they've got a – I think it's a top 25, top 26 recruiting class right now uh, for the 2024-2025 class. That's one of the strongest they've ever had. And I think they've got nine four-star players on it. I think it's an opportunity for them to really kind of step up and, and, and really add some talent that they haven't been able to have over the last decade or so. And, and players who are able to contribute right away, they'll keep UCF maybe trending upward rather than kind of maybe floundering at the bottom of the Big 12 over the first couple of years.
0: Yeah. Eh, Not only that I mean, they're not just recruiting kids. I mean, they got the two top running backs over the next two classes, uh, and the kids Stacy Gage from St. Thomas Aquinas and Tavian Swint from Osceola. So they're not playing around. I mean, they're they're coming right at this and and embracing it. And listen, especially with the new Big Twelve schools that'll be coming in over the next couple of years, that only enhances things. Yeah, Texas and, and 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 Oklahoma won't be there, but there's other programs that are high profile and and I'm sure are gonna you know make it very interesting. Interesting to be part of that conference, and uh, yeah, I'm excited for Matt. Let everybody know how they can follow you, website, and also your social media.
1: Yeah, go to OrlandoSentinel.com to get the latest, and you can follow me on social media. OS Matt Marshall. We got all sorts of stories. Uh, you know, uh, catching up with UCF. Uh, Gus talked today a little bit about you know bouncing back from the one bouncing back from the loss this weekend, and also gave an update on John Rice Plumley and his status. So. Got all the latest uh, on
0: OrlandoSettle.com. Good stuff. Matt, I appreciate you. We'll talk with you soon. And, uh, uh, and I'm excited for the Knights. I mean, it, it looks like it's going to be a, a really good run in all sports. I mean, because remember, Big 12 is no slouch in, in some of the other sports like like girls, women's softball and also baseball. So I'm excited about that. Thanks so much, man. We'll talk to you.
1: All right. Talk to you later. Thanks a lot.
0: Good stuff. Matt Michelle from the Orlando Sentinel follows UCF. I mean, and he follows them really closely. And as you could tell, um, it's. It's really nice uh, to, that we have yet another Power Five program. Ho- hopefully USF is headed in that direction. They have a okay for a new stadium. They have a really good on-campus uh, indoor facility. Their coaching is really good. They're recruiting. Uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, you could always – and, I, yeah, he's right. The, the, the um, transfer portal has been huge, and certainly um, – Uh, something that that makes your team good in a hurry look at us uh, look at fsu i mean those kids that they brought in via the transfer portal pretty much making up the nucleus of that star power so uh, that's exciting we'll have matt uh, as i said uh, on throughout the year
2: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what